Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again this evening by Aidan Ryan. Aidan, we've plenty to get through, as always, this evening. We'll start with our review of last weekend's action, cup action, particularly the big game between Fairview Rangers and Pike Rovers, which took place across the gala on Sunday. Fairview came out with a 3-0 win, Aidan. That only begins to tell the story. Obviously, you've got Jeffrey Judge was sent off for Fairview at nil all with a straight red card. Um it seems to be very split on whether it was a raid or whether it wasn't a raid. But the fact of the matter is, Pike Rovers will be very disappointed with how they responded to that red card. I mean, they conceded three goals. And on the other side of it, Fairview will be absolutely thrilled. Yeah, like we said in the podcast last week, Adrian, it was going to be intriguing to see what would unfold on, on Sunday morning. And I certainly enjoyed it anyway. I mean, for, for maybe 55 minutes, it wasn't a game for the easygoing support supporter in terms of uh, entertainment because there wasn't a lot of goal mount a- action. But uh, I actually enjoyed the, the 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 first fifty-five minutes even because the intriguing way that uh, Pike set up uh, uh, to stop Fairview playing, which they did from the very first minute. Uh, Robbie Williams went with what? Well, what someone said to me after the game, actually, Adrian, they said, "What did you think of the three-five-two uh, set up of Pike?" Five. But it wasn't. Look at it, it was a five-three-two setup, in 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 every way, in that Danny O'Neill and Evan Patterson were playing like fullbacks, and listen to a certain extent you'd have to say it worked, because um, while they let the supplier ball go out to Ransford and and Coughlin throughout the the early stage of the match in the first <laughs> half, uh, you had the minute Coughlin got it, you had O'Neill going out to him, but you also had backup from from uh, Adam Lipper on that side of the defence, plus either Walsh or uh, or Robbie, Robbie Williams shut them across to make sure that Cochran came back inside. And also on the far side of the pitch, you had the ball going out to Rainsford, but he wasn't finding any space in behind or down the flank either because you had Patterson going out to him. And then you had uh, Eddie O'Donovan yeah. as the left-sided centre-half. And again, Walsh or, or Williams or even again shut them across to make sure he was closed down. So you had a situation in the first half where Fairview were trying to find gaps in behind or down the sides, which they couldn't. And they had to come back inside and everything was in front of Pike. And it suited Pike uh, defending that way. And they defended deep, ably marshaled by uh, Pat Mullins in the middle of the three centre halves. Um, but obviously to the sacrifice of them going forward because they showed nothing going forward. And obviously we're hoping that maybe they got a set piece corner kick, free kick, maybe a throw-in or whatever, that they might be able to create something for it. Now, they were without Colin Walsh and Lachlan, and they were without Owen Hanrahan, who were, let's face it, huge losses to them. Massive losses to them on the pitch. Robbie Williams did go off injured, uh, which I thought was a loss to them as well. But the game did change within um, within a few minutes, within 10 minutes of the second half when Jeffrey Judge sent off. And uh, I was with two two uh, very well-known spectators at the game. And I did say to them at the time that this sending off would suit Fairview. I thought I thought it was going to suit Fairview because Pike were going to have the ball. And uh, there didn't seem to be a plan B in terms of how they were going to use the ball. And were you surprised with that, Aidan? Because obviously, you know, you did say on the day that, you know, the defensive aspect, you know, you know, Pike had shut off the spaces. You know, it wasn't one for the purists, but as you said, it had worked. Um, are you surprised though, like, you know, despite 
the setup from the manager. He's surprised with the likes of, you know, Shane Walsh and, and Steve McGann and players of that ilk that, you know, they, they weren't able to, to even threaten the goal of, of the Fairview, or sorry, threaten the Fairview goal when they were down to 10 men. Yeah, but I just don't think they were able to get support up, up quick enough, uh, Adrian, the way they were set up. They were just designed to, to defend and stop Fairview playing and stop Fairview creating. Um, when, when the ball did go up, I don't think uh, Aaron Murphy or Kevin Barry did a great job of keeping it and recycling it and getting people and they didn't get people up the pitch quick enough especially out, out wide like Patterson and, and O'Neill didn't get up the pitch quick enough and more often than not when the ball was turned over Fairview especially on Pike's right hand side of the pitch if they'd have moved the ball quicker I think they might have got a lot more joy because uh, there was a lot of space out there and they just didn't move it quick enough uh, in, in the first half and exploit that, uh, that, that space there that they had but uh, Pipe were very disappointing in terms of what they did going forward. Um, again, did try to, to get things moving once or twice, but he just didn't have the support around him. And more often than not, Fairview were able to find the players back, nick the ball and start again. But they were hitting a brick wall themselves when they got into the last third of the pitch. Bar, bar one, I think, very, very good chance for Conor Coughlin when he got in the one-on-one with... Um, with Gary Neville and Gary Neville saved with his with his feet. But other than that, and a couple of half chances and a couple of wayward shots, they uh, they didn't really uh, they didn't really penetrate the pipe defence, did they, Adrian? No, they certainly didn't. And I suppose on the red card itself, I know that me and you maybe thought it was a yellow on first viewing. We were told by a couple of spectators, maybe three, that we were wrong and that it was a definite red card. It seems to really have split opinion that decision. Yeah, I spoke to a lot of people during the week, actually, and a couple of neutrals that were at the match, and that had a view that was totally different to say our view was, and the all opinion did was a straight red. And in fairness, a few of them are neutrals, so you would have to you have to go with that. Yeah, a couple of our uh, a couple of our spectators we were talking to were very green, as you would say, uh, Pike yeah. Rovers men. So we didn't know whether to take that or not, but it seems to be general consensus that it was not. I thought it was a good decision from referee Andrew Kyo on the day. Um, and we said last week in the podcast before the, the game that we had reservations maybe over how Jason Cross and Jake Dillon might deal with physical players like, like Aaron Murphy and Kevin Barry. Now, I know we mentioned that Pike weren't good on the day, but to be fair to, to particularly Jason Cross as well, getting a goal from that corner, he really stood up. I thought he was man of the match. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. I thought he was outstanding. Um, there was there would have been a lot of questions pre pre match asked of him given that that Pike were going to be very physical in the game and they are a physical team Pike and uh, they used their physicality in the right way to be fair fair to them and with with Aaron Murphy and Kevin Barry uh, facing you um, I I I wasn't going to see a problem maybe with the football side of things because there's no problem with Jason in terms of the football side of things it's just off the ball in terms of his positioning in terms of physically using himself. But in fairness to him, every tackle he had to win, Adrian, he won us. Every header, he, he won us. He contributed with the goal, obviously, from Shane Duggan. I think it was a free kick down the right, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think someone won the free kick and it was a beautifully flighted ball by Shane Duggan. And uh, Jason got in a little flick at the end of it. You certainly questioned the defender for it. I questioned maybe Gary Neville's positioning in terms of how he approached us and maybe how how the Pike defence their positioning and how deep they were for us. But Listen, it was a great finish from the lead and I thought he had a very good game. Jake Dillon, the same. Use of the ball, really good. Suspect in the air once or twice, but really good in the ground in terms of his tackling, his positioning and his distribution of the football. Um, 
that that Fairview Finn stood up to everything that was asked of them. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely, and a very vocal uh, support from Fairview. We're delighted with the the victory in their opponent's backyard. Maybe a slight bit of revenge for the disappointment of the way uh, things ended for them last week, uh, last year. Excuse me, Aidan. But um, along with going the season as well, um, it was a brilliant weekend though for Fairview overall, Aidan, because uh, the A team, in fairness to them, seemed as delighted with the fact that the B team managed to overcome premier opposition in Crew Park after the game. That was a surprise and, and a great win for Kevin Corwin's team. Yeah, fantastic victory, 3-0. Um, maybe shouldn't shouldn't be surprised at the fact that they kept the clean sheet, Adrian, because their form in the Premier A mm. is, isn't bad. And I think they're I think they've only conceded five goals in the league. And they and have uh, Bobby Tier and Craig Madigan at the back as well. Uh yeah, and, yes. it's the best defensive they have the best defensive record in that league. And we we did uh tout that there would be uh, no problem in terms of their fitness. A young team, all right, you have a couple of experienced lads like Craig and Bobby there, but the rest of the team is quite young. So the fitness levels will be quite good. I think the game was nil out at half time and they, they um, drove on after that. And great to see young Leon, Leon Johnson score. And I'd be familiar with Leon from the Kennedy Cup. He was in the Kennedy Cup squad a few years ago. So he scored for the youths, I, I, I believe, over the weekend as well. So great to see that happening. Really great victory for them. Um, definitely a shock. There's no two ways about it. It's it's a it's a it's a Premier A team beating a, a Premier team. So they, listen, it's it's a big shock. But uh, Crow will be very disappointed with that. Their form has has been iffy lately. Um, missing a lot of players from the squad. I see from from Sunday as well, and uh, seem to be down to the bare bones. So. It's in heady times that, uh, for Crew Park and they'll have to improve their form in terms of the league because they're over the Cups. Yeah, absolutely. I know they'll be able to concentrate in the league. Now that's maybe the one the one benefit maybe out of being out of the Cups early is, as I know all too well, unfortunately. But um, the <clears throat> I suppose one of the other shock results, which I suppose is less of a shock in terms of, you know, the difference in standard between the two teams, but was Nina... And uh, beating Ashling and Akari, knocking Ashling and Akari out of the Munster Junior Cup, but not just knocking them out. Aiden. I mean, it was a, it was a five nil victory. Um, some very good goals scored by Nina as well. Two of them on the break, and an unbelievable goal from Michael Martin from from distances. It, it was an incredible strike. Uh, to be fair, but you know, I suppose it was it was just it was a surprise in fact of the scoreline. I think Aiden, because everyone expected a response from Ashling and Akari after losing three nil to Fairview, and that certainly wasn't it. Yeah, they were always going to have a chance, uh, Adrian. You know, there was no doubt about that. They were going to have a chance of, of um, look, creating a minor shock, we'll call it. But it was an astonishing scoreline for for uh, Ashing and Cotty to lose 5-0 on their home ground. Now, I saw some of the goals as well. And listen, Ryan Gilmartin's finish, absolutely outstanding. But well, if the opposed- season contender are possibly already getting it. <laughs> <laughs> But like if you're the opposing manager, you're 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 saying to yourself, listen, you you time to close him down. And there didn't seem to be a lot of ambition there to close him down. Plus, there was two goals conceded from set pieces, one from a free kick uh, way out the pitch, and the other from a kick out, which went close to the length of the pitch. But not a great desire there to, to close down people and uh, make things harder for, for, for Nina. Listen, in, in, in terms of the victory, what a victory. Fantastic victory for them. Absolutely brilliant for morale. Outside of the fact they're into the next round, um, beating potentially a top four team away from home in the manner they did. 
they must be absolutely delighted there. Listen, we're giving them loads of toffee this week. And to absolutely prove it, Adrian, there's loads of workers original going to be sent out to Brickfields this week to the lads because I know they like to have a slag off me. So um, I won't send them out much now, uh, Adrian, because they've been part in games ahead. We don't want them chewing toffee for the next two weeks. No, no, absolutely not. So, the air code, you have the air code ready and everything you do. Absolutely delighted that that they, 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 they're showing the form they are. On the other side of the coin, Adrian, a really devastating defeat from, uh, for Ashling. it has to be said. To lose 5-0 at home in the manner they did. And it's three defeats in a row now, three Sundays in a row. You've had a, a big league defeat to Kuna, uh, where, where uh, I, I did say to I was at that game and Kuna deserved the win in the end. A rather demoralising defeat against Fairview. Mm-hmm. And they didn't show a lot in that, that game. And then you have another demoralising defeat uh, last Sunday, where it's 10, 10 goals conceded, only one scored. Listen, people need to be looking at themselves after. A, and listen, you, you, you get that in football sometimes where you have where you have a run of uh, defeats. But if you're an aspiring top four club, you can't be losing three games in a, in a row like that. If you're a top club, you can't even be losing the game, Adrian. Like, if you're managing Fairview or you're managing Pike, you can't really be losing matches. I've been at it with, with, with Jamesborough as a joint manager with, with Shane Hanlon. You can't be losing games. Um, and certainly against teams around you, um, you can't be losing in the manner you did. And if if you lose with performances, fine. You might be able to take something from it. But the two games I was at, I didn't see particularly good performances, Adrian. And it's quite obvious that Sunday wasn't a good performance either. So in terms of the management, the way they're doing things on and off the pitch, maybe in terms of the coaching and the training as well, and the players on the pitch, there's a lot of people need to be looking at him, themselves this week out in the cutting. Yeah, they always say that uh, the last place you look in the mirror is is yourself, Ed, in, in in football, but in general, I suppose in life you could say the same. Um, I know that you know John Lyce he's got maybe a, a bit of experience around him, but you know this is his first foray, as we know, into into such a big job. Um, you know, like whatever about just say you know in terms of getting back on the horse after the fair view game, you know he would have expected a, a response. Like we did say, there should be no. Uh, problem with the experience of that Ashley and Akadi team. So I suppose he would have been absolutely shocked and disappointed as well with, with that performance because at the end of the day, surely, uh, no matter what's going on, you know, in, in in terms of off the field or anything, at the end of the day, you have to look after your own performance on the pitch as a player. Yeah, it must be devastating for him uh, if if you have been on the coaching ground or the training ground doing whatever you're doing um, and you're not getting that on, on uh, what you're hoping that that'll come across, you're not getting it on the pitch yeah, it must be devastating. And the players, the players, they have to be looking at themselves. And there's enough experience there mm. to be, as you say, look in the mirror and and uh, and and point the finger at, at themselves and say, listen, this is this is not up to scratch and it's not good enough. Um, they're an aspiring top four team, Adrian. There's a lot of resources put into the club and, and into that team. So to, to be producing results like that must be devastating for everybody out there. And you will have to look at us. You'll have to dissect us. You'll have to get back into training ground and try and right the wrongs of what, what is going to miss outside. Because um, if if you have ambitions, and John's did say to you at the start of the year that they certainly have ambitions of a crack and, uh, at the league, you'll have to to, um, to reset and have a look at it again because um, the way things are shaping up at the moment, they're miles off winning a league. 
They've already lost two games in the league. And it is early in the season yet, so you have a chance to reset and, and try and get, get things right because you've lost in Cup in the two-week Cup to play for as well outside of the league. But um, there's a lot of work to be done there, Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose just to move on, Ed, now to you know, this week's fixtures. And as we record this, actually, we're uh, getting ready for the Fairview Rangers versus Crew Park uh, two-week Cup game. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be... I mean, Crew Park just came off the back of losing to the Fairview B team, so a real daunting task for, for Crew going into this one. I mean, outside of the Balinanti game, Fairview have effectively been cruising as well, haven't they? So, overwhelming favourite, Ed. Absolutely, and Fairview have no game the weekend, so I, I would expect Fairview to put out a very strong team tonight because I think Paul Danaher will have ambitions of winning every trophy he goes into. I suppose, especially whole... the way they lost, they lost uh, this trophy last year too in, in the final. Yeah, and there's a hunger there about him, Adrian, in terms of uh, the games they played. And their, their last match in the Tui Cup, they, they did set out a marker with the destruction of Balnanti by five goals to one. And then they obviously they had uh, extra motivation there, given that they had been beaten 4-1 by Balnanti in the league. But Fairview's form the last three or four weeks has been has been really good. Um, I'd expect them to come through that game tonight. And I expect them to play a strong, uh, strong side. So it's going to be a tough test for for Crow Park, who who uh, have been haven't been very convincing lately in their last few games. And um, given that the squad seems to have been decimated um, in terms of numbers there last last Sunday, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Plus the fact that they have Pike to play, I believe. I was just about to say league. it's a huge tur- quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, in. yeah, it's going to be a tough few days for them, I think. Yeah, absolutely, because when you consider it, obviously. I mean, we might have to call it goalpost gate uh, game, I suppose. That was the reason, unfortunately, for the, the first game to, to be cancelled. Hopefully nothing like that will happen for, for crew again uh, this weekend when, when they entertain Pike. Pike will be will be really sore as well, Aidan Gunning. This is their chance to, to what they'll feel right the wrongs of the game last week against uh, Fairview. Do you expect them to do that? Absolutely, I do, yeah. And they're unbeaten in the league. Mm. And they will have designs on retaining the league given the the fantastic uh, effort they made last year to win it, uh, taking it all the way down to a playoff game, which was a uh, fair view. So I would expect them to come out all guns blazing Sunday and you would expect maybe Colin Walsh and Auckland to be back, possibly Owen Hanrahan to be back to strengthen the squad. Um, look, they, they just didn't get going in the second half in terms of their approach last Sunday. Their approach tactically in the, in the first half age was spot on. But it's just that with the game turned over, they just didn't seem to have the plan B ready in terms of how they were going to, to deal with Fairview having the ball so much against 10 men. And Fairview opened them up in terms of pace. So um, I expect them to come out all going blaze on a Sunday and have a right go at getting those three points and I expect them to take them. Absolutely. And it, it's a point I actually meant to, to mention maybe one point back, uh, Aidan. But obviously we've been informed by the Limerick District League Committee that both Nina and Kuna have been awarded matches against Munger Regional for the fielding of an ineligible player. So that would mean Kuna reinstated to the Tui Cup and Nina have got the points for the for the league uh, game where, where Munger had beaten them. So, you know, uh, bitterly disappointing, obviously, for Munger, but, you know, I suppose if you're looking at it, you know, Kuna back in, they'll, they'll be obviously delighted. Uh, but for Nina, who it's been an unbelievable week for now, I suppose, because look at him now, I mean, you'd be looking saying... You could couldn't really back against them now for for um, top six on on current form. Yeah, looking very good for the top six with the extra three points. Um, 
and that is a, a goal of theirs that you alluded to uh, a good few weeks ago, Adrian, that the boys have, have set a, a target of making sure that they're in the top six and I think those three points will set them on their way big time. Obviously, Kuhn are delighted to be back in the two-week cup because they, I think they'll be playing Charleville, mm. which will give them a chance. They'll feel they have a decent chance uh, against Charleville of getting into the, the next phase in it. Um, I'm 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 well uh, uh, I'm well used to, to the situation of getting three points, Adrian. I've been there myself as a player manager and a manager. If you feel you ha- you have a chance to get three points through an objection, you're going to take that chance. You know it's been done down through the years. It's nothing new in Limerick. We've seen it years ago, even with the FEI Junior Cup, the way there was objections flying here and there, and it's one of those things. It's devastating for the team, obviously. If if they um. You know, if if they unknowingly have made a mistake, it's devastating to lose to lose either a cup match or uh, three points in a league that way. Now you can't blame the team that's objecting because obviously they feel they have a right to do that, but it is devastating. But there are clubs that have chanced their arms and have been punished and rightly punished in these situations. So I've no qualms about that. But for the for the for the team and and the club that obviously unknowingly make a mistake. It is it is devastating. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But it is everybody's right there, Adrian, to take an objection on if they feel they have a chance of winning it. The rules are the rules. And the higher the level, obviously, the uh, Premier League, Premier A or whatever, or FEI or Monster Junior, you're going to get that. It it does crop up every now and then. And it is it is a club's right to 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 take it further. Yeah, absolutely. Um I suppose on a final note, in the final game we've got to discuss as well in the Premier is Jamesborough and Kuna. Now this is going to be a, a big game, but I suppose, look, it's not season-defining or anything like that. Both sides are fairly locked uh, together uh, in terms of points, just one separating them, uh, I believe. But, you know, I suppose if you're looking at it from Jamesborough's point of view, they look at this at home game, you know, they're off the back of a, a couple of, of defeats. You know, it's would you say the game is, is slightly more important to them or is it of equal measure to both clubs? I think it's of equal measure to both clubs, Adrian. Um, Jamesborough lost a cup game the weekend, obviously, to um, regional. They were down 3-0, I think, with 20 minutes to go and made a fist of it. I, I, I was speaking to a few of the Jamesborough people after us and they were actually quite pleased with the, with the second half in terms of how the team approached the game. Um, they went to third goal down with about 20 minutes left, but they kept going made a game of it and and remember of course that they won a vital game against Charleville either the week before was it the week before in the league game mm-hmm. and I, I was at the game and I thought they played quite well um, Kuna are coming off the back of that brilliant victory over Ashling in their last league game so I I think they'll be in good form for it I, they obviously they're back obviously in the Tui Cup as well which will um, which, which will have buoyed them up It'll be a huge game for both teams. Obviously not season-defining yet. Uh, could be quite tight. Uh, Kuna, Kuna will, could set up tight for that match. They have set up tight for a few of their games and done reasonably well with it. Um, Jamesborough have a system that they're sticking to. They have been scoring a few goals, so I, I don't think goals will be a problem with Jamesborough. It's what they do at the other end will, will be important. So uh, we'll we'll see how they both set up. I, I'm hoping to take in that game Sunday morning. But uh, three points either way, Adrian, would be morale boosting, wouldn't it, in terms of the, the overall league structure where they are at the moment? 
Oh, it certainly would, yeah, for, for either side. I did say on a final note, Aiden, but that's not the case, actually, because the FBI Junior Cup third-round draw was made uh, during the week as well, and, and the fixtures, I suppose, are as follows. You've Newport Town AFC hosting Pike Rovers, Charleville hosting Fairview Rangers at Lunkard, renew rivalries with Regional United again, uh, from from the Munster Junior game, they're playing um, and they'll play at Lee Estate, uh, Somerville and Moy Ross. So a big chance for one of the lower league sides to to get to the out of town stages. Um, Balnanti Rovers and and Kuna then an all Premier tie. What did you make of the draw? I think some of the the top the probably will refer to the top clubs will be delighted with the draw wouldn't they? that they avoided each other. Mm. Um, Newport and Pike could be an interesting game out in Newport. Newport beat Jan- Jamesborough in the last round. Uh, tight scoreline but by all accounts Newport were, were well worth the victory so Davy and Co will be uh, relishing the thoughts of Robbie Williams and, and the squad coming out to face them there obviously it'll be great for either some of them on my Ross to get out of the area won't it Adrian yes um, mm. yeah you know and it's it's listen I'm, I'm going to hit back at that romance of the cup it's great for those one of those clubs though because they'll get a chance to get out of the area Possibly get a draw, well, a nice draw maybe at home, but they wouldn't mind a trip away either, any of those clubs, and they'll be looking forward to that. But I think the draw has has nearly suited uh, suited the the more prominent teams in the Premier, and they'll be they'll be looking to get out of the, get out of the area and look forward to the next round. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty of us outside the the Premier Division, Eden, that have cabin fever over the last few years. I mean, what what's it like to go on a bus to a match? <laughs> yeah, but. You know, an out of town trip can can often uh, it can often make a, a, a team. It can be great outside of the bonding team, and obviously the good crack they're going to have. But you 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 do have the romance of the cup. Like you, you're not going to go away just for the day either, Adrian. Uh, all these clubs will be looking. They'll be looking to win the match when they go away, and yeah. it'll make the bus trip. It'll certainly make the bus trip back. Uh, you're saying morning. it's only cans after the match, not before the match. Like is that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so so they'll be looking forward to it. But but outside of that, the 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 teams from the Lord like our Lunker now are meeting um regional again and haven't played them already. And I, I saw the match, gave them a very good match. So they'll they'll have a fair idea of what they're facing the next day. So that's a match they'll be looking forward to, and they're at home. So um I think they're at home anyway. So yeah. they'll be they'll uh, yeah, they'll be looking forward to that game uh, uh down in down uh Art Lunker's pitch, you know. So Again, a bit like Newport will be looking forward to meeting Pike and they'll feel they have a chance of victory. You, you have to feel that you will catch the team from the higher league on the day and that you're at your best and maybe they might be at their best. And if you, as I said before, Agent, if you can take your chances in those games, especially when they come early in the game, you, you might have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be maybe a week or two before those games are played, but that will certainly be an intriguing weekend. Uh, we'll have to make sure we're split up on that weekend, but I think uh, in terms of a uh, uh, fixture uh, pile up. But um, yeah, absolutely. Thanks once again to Aidan for joining us and, and going through all the week's action and previewing uh, this weekend's action. Uh, plenty to discuss for us next week as well. Uh, I'm sure. I wonder, will there be anything other than Warder's original uh, being in, in front of your camera screen? Maybe a bit of humble pie. Who knows? We, we'll see it. We look forward to it. <laughs>